Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Romantic Truth Podcast. Please be advised that the content of this show is for mature audiences 18 and over due to the topics discussed. Please feel free to follow and like Romantic Truth on Facebook at facebook.com slash romantic truth. You may also listen to the podcast on anchor.fm slash romantic truth. Now, here is your host Jawson. Hi everyone, Jawson with you here, Romantic Truth Las Vegas. I hope everyone's doing well today. Now, let's get to what we're going to talk about. Because, see, I'm considering your time, of course. Well, I look at it this way, folks. If you're listening to me on Amazon, Alexa, Apple Podcasts, web browser, Spotify, or any of the other platforms from Stitcher all the way up to Deezer, whatever you're listening to me on, I thank you for listening to the show. I just want to get that out there. Give all of you guys a big hug because you're wonderful people. Now, the one thing I want you to understand too is that what we're going to go into now is kind of unique. I'm talking about the attention game. Oh yes, it's it's a tangible and feasible thing. Now, those of you that watched this uh, Netflix live the other night, it was dismal. The results were dismal. Netflix took it on the chin. Now, here's what you have to also look at here. People like to stream. I'm talking about themselves. On YouTube, TikTok, and many other platforms. Because people like that interaction because they can be a celebrity and a star without admiring other celebrities and stars. Now, what's going to eventually happen in this space? It's going to get to a point that some of these uh, cottage industry type of uh, enterprises are going to start gaining more popularity than some of the shows that people normally would watch, the nicer produced shows. Now, why would this take place? After all, these studios have a lot of money. But here's the thing that the studios don't have. Real interperson interaction. You wonder why reality TV took off so well? It did it because people could see themselves in those situations in real time and in real life. Those were real tears. Those were real situations they were dealing with. And these people looked at it from the standpoint, I could tell my story and have my voice heard. Well, this is one of the things that makes this type of situation so appealing. So let's look at some of the components of this. Being noticed. There are some people that are totally invisible when they go to work, when they're around family, when they're around other people. They feel as though they're not seen. 
And what you will find is that, and you'll find this with women a lot, they may not feel as though they're seen by the opposite sex in public. So they go online and get an OnlyFans page or something of that sort, or go on Instagram, Twitter, and now they're letting it all hang out. And they're getting the accolades. The things that they would not normally get. That's the reason why you see these mothers going on Twitter, different platforms, and they're revealing themselves. Stretch marks and all. And the reason why they're doing that is because they know if they did that in the environment in which they live normally, going to the grocery store or something like that, dressing very provocatively, they'll get the ridicule and the criticism. So they want to minimize that by only getting the praise. And the way they do this, naturally, is online. These women know the only thing they have to do is take off their clothes. Doesn't matter about the cankles, stretch marks. Doesn't matter about the fat. None of that matters. They know they will have an audience admiring them. Except for the lady that made the porn tape back in 2021 and only sold one copy. That's a different story. But in this case, you may be dealing with a larger issue. You may be dealing with someone who has low self-esteem or who is shy. They're an introvert in public and an extrovert online. And you have some people that are an extrovert online, I mean extrovert in public and an introvert online. They may have a dazzling personality in the workplace, but you go to contact them online And they're using emoticons or emojis. They're not really engaging as much. They may not feel comfortable there because they might feel that, ooh, somebody creepy is going into my DMs. Now, what you're going to find is the opposite, usually. An introvert in public, an extrovert online. This is how you get a lot of people who are going around just causing havoc, trolling, those kind of things. Those are people that won't do it in public. They won't say half the things in public that they'll say online. Because they look at it, I'm in anonymity, so I can get away with it. So, not being invisible is one of the biggest incentives for this. Let's carry on. The next one. Affirmation. The person feels as though they've been approved by someone. Externally, when they go out to work, go out to all these other places, believe it or not, some people actually believe someone that they're interested in who didn't notice them first By default, they take that as rejection. And their self-esteem takes a hit. Even if the person just walks past them and smiles. And some people, if that individual just smiles at them and says, hey, how are you doing today? They will take that as to say, 
damn, she or he likes me. And it could just be a generic greeting. Nothing special for you. But to some people, their self-esteem is so low until that is a special moment. Now, the one thing to keep in mind with affirmation, they may not have gotten that from parents, family members. You might not have gotten that at school where they did well on a test or something like that and weren't acknowledged by the teacher. Or they did something in sports and they didn't get picked up on the varsity. It could be a lot of things. But they're walking around needing some sort of approval in some kind of way. People get into relationships just to get that sometimes. Hey, I am somebody. Somebody loves me. Somebody cares about me. And it doesn't matter what race, what religion, how attractive, how fat, how skinny, how tall, what gender, it doesn't matter. These feelings, all of these feelings that we have as humans, they transcend all those things. See, what we try to do sometimes is just to stop it at that race or that group because we want to compartmentalize everything. It helps us to process things stereotypically in our brain. But the reality of it is, it's universal. We would like universal acceptance, but what we have is a universal existence. There's a distinction. All right. Command and control. When they're doing a live, what do they have at their advantage? Oh, they can block you. They can punish those people. Because those people online who are trolling them, they are those people in real life that they couldn't block. They couldn't block that bully in real life. They couldn't block that person that made those backhanded comments that embarrassed her. But online, they have that control. They have that command. Kneel to me. What's one of the things that people always do when they first start with a live? Facebook live, TikTok live, Twitter live, whatever live. What do they usually do? Or Twitter spaces. The first thing they do is lay out the ground rules, right? Know this, know that, know this. See, here's the thing. A lot of you have asked, why don't you do videos? Because everybody else is doing them. First of all. Secondly, as I've told you before, and those of you new listeners may not know, I want it where you have a hands-free environment, where you can still do what you're doing and listen to the podcast without having to break your attention to look at me. So if you're in an automobile or something, you can keep on driving just to listen. If you're laying in bed listening to Alexa, no problem. See, the one thing that you have to realize is that there's some people that get into media for attention. I got into it for a passion. In fact, my parents 
were the ones that told me that I had the talent for it. As far as the vanity chasing and those kind of things, that's long ago. I got my FCC third class radio telephone operator's license in 1985. I worked at several different radio and television stations throughout the years. So that whole thing, I got over. Oh, you get over yourself very quickly in this business. And the reason why you will, because people are going to keep you in check. And I'm not talking about your friends. I'm talking about the people that can make the decisions as to whether or not you're going there or not. Now, with this command, some people have never been in charge before. And so they don't know how to lead. And what happens? And the reason why I don't go on many of these other lives that you see, well, I had plenty of invites because it usually winds up being a shouting match. When I have guests on this show, it's going to be an interview. I'll ask them questions. I'll let them do the majority of the talking because I want to learn just like you do. I want to hear their perspective just like you do. It's only fair. Now, as I addressed earlier a little bit, the limelight effect. This is the time for those people to be celebrities for the first time, to be in that VIP section of life. And many of them, they don't know how to handle it. They're looking for sponsors. They're looking for endorsements. They're looking for all of those things. As I told you, started this show with a shoestring budget, operated it that way ever since. Had the help from Tina Aragon and uh, Natalie Brunswick. Just based on an idea. I don't get any revenue for this show. Because it's a passion of mine. The message from this show is far more important. The information I can share with you is far more important. If I wanted to do it for money, first thing I would have done that explicit rating that I have on this show, 18 and older, that would have been gone. Because then I would have to go to a broader audience, meaning that I would have to clean up the vernacular, clean up the subject matter, can't talk about certain things because it would offend sponsors and so forth. But I totally control the content of the show as far as what will be on it. because I'm trying to address issues that we all may experience or may come about, issues I've experienced to share with you that will put a limitation on the content. You know, it's kind of funny, just as an aside, I was watching TikTok the other night and the young lady was trying to explain parentification and I could tell she had listened to the podcast because she was trying to use the same example as I used 
bless her heart. She's what is called parroting. Parroting, P-A-R-R-O-T-I-N-G, is when a person is trying to just take something from someone else and try to repackage it and sell it to you. There's some people that are very good at reverse engineering. And there's some that mm, it's a little questionable. But that's the problem with some people. You got to be original. Be yourself. I give you a part of this show. Part of me. And the problem for many of these folks that get into this situation where they have the limelight, they think they have arrived. There's one lady here in Vegas that has a podcast. And she's very condescending. She told me one time, she says, uh, well, maybe I'll invite you uh, one day as a guest to be on my show. I have to see, I have to check with my agent. And in her same voice, I told her, I don't think I would need to be on your show because my audience would not be interested in your content. What she wanted to do was to delineate and have a battle of the genders. I'm not gonna go for that crap. See, what you have to realize, audience, you are above that plane of thinking. Not that you're better than anyone, is that you have evolved emotionally past that, past that anger and the strife and all that other dumb shit. That's the distinction. And besides, you're all leaders. No followers here. Let's go on to the next one. Oh boy. Controlling detractors. I can block him. Uh, you're blocked. You don't need to voice your opinion. Uh, you don't agree with me. Uh. You see it a lot, especially on Facebook. There are people with family members that they have blocked. I know one lady that blocked her own son, but yet she still communicates with his wife on Facebook. The wife is like the Switzerland of that relationship. hilarious he finds out how his mother's doing by his wife and she finds out how her son's doing by his wife but here's the thing when they can control the detractors in fashion like this these are the things they can't do at work that annoying co-worker that's always in their face they can't say shut the fuck up and get away from my desk have to use their coping skills. This is an environment where people don't have to use their coping skills. They could just go and react. Boom! The way it goes, I'm offended. I feel some type of way. Now I gotta react. Three steps. 
Offense, defense, and reaction. That's it. Now, many of them seek marginal or undue praise. The lady that goes and put on some booty shorts and she's 60 years old and she's bent over with that giraffe pose. You know that giraffe pose, folks, where she puts her ass up on the camera and then she turns around and you see her head way there in the back? Like she's some kind of animal grazing? Because she wants that praise. But let's face the facts. Every woman has an ass. What makes her so special? Because the people are trying to patronize her, sleep with her. Now, they don't have any control over who actually consumes their content, just like my show. I don't have any control. I have People are working on their PhDs, people who are in practice, clinical practice, taking some of the things. I don't mind. I don't get an ego boost from it. Hell, if it can help somebody, go right ahead. I know eventually I'm going to be approached about some kind of deal where I can make some money with this. Okay, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. But everything's going to stay the same. And the subscribers to this show will not be charged a dime. I'm going to try to work my best to make that not happen. Especially you folks that have been with us for five years or more. The other thing that we have to look at. These people also seek the validation of others. When I started this show... There was no others to be validated by. I'm not even validated by my listeners. Because I don't care for validation. But what I am saying is that there are some people that literally want to be validated by others. So those friends that they get to go on their Instagram or to go on their live and praise them, they marginalize those people. Oh, you're just the same old fans. I need somebody new that I respect that will recognize me. Like that handsome guy over there, that fine girl over there. That's what they're going for. That's what they're trying to get. The development of betas is another one. Beta development. What is that? They want to be admired by somebody. They want somebody to want to be like them. I want to be like Mike. (laughs) Seriously. They want to be admired by others. Oh, and don't get it twisted. Oh, they'll give themselves the title of an alpha male or alpha female. Because they have somebody under them. Somebody that's eating up their every word. Somebody who's kissing their ass. They're egotistical and narcissistic. 
You might have wondered why I don't have so much interaction on the show with the audience outside of doing the podcast. Part of it has to do with the fact that I don't want someone to be that beta. I'd rather for you to think for yourself and to walk around with your own dignity. I don't need somebody in order to validate me and make me feel better. My parents paid a lot of attention to me when I was growing up. So I never missed out on that component of my development. All right. The next thing. Leadership role. This may be the first time that person's been put in that capacity. And so they may not understand some of the tenets of leadership. Setting the example. Being consistent. Let other people educate you. As I told you on this show, I learn from other people. I learn from you, the listeners that write in, that leave messages on the service. I learn something new on this show every day from you. So it's a reciprocal thing. And it's a cool thing. So you may not think you've accomplished something by leaving a message or sending an email. You'll be surprised. Some of you amaze me about some of the situations you cope through. Are you deal with? Are you manage? And that's cool. Empowerment. Empowerment is another thing. And what this does for some people, it actually gives them the confidence and the self-esteem to stand up for themselves. Folks, garbage truck is coming by now. Don't know why it'll come in so late, but then again, this is Nevada. But this is something that you have to think about. And you'll notice this with some people, they have to assert their authority in some sort of group environment. Gotta let you know, I'm in charge. I'm a Leo. I'm an alpha male or female, because I'm a Leo. And Leo's a lion and lion is the king of beasts. Really? Who said that? A honey badger can take out a lion. The lion could be as fierce and ferocious as I don't know what. The honey badger has loose skin and very, very sharp teeth. And the only thing he has to do is go underneath that lion, as they most often do, bite off the nuts, the lion bleeds out. But they want to be fierce. They want to be revered. 
One thing that I've learned throughout the years, especially going to mixers and networking events, I'm talking from way back when until now, when I would always hear the trigger word empowerment or empowered from a woman, to me, that meant that she never was in control at some point in her life. It's just like the women that you say they were strong black women. When I would hear that, oh, okay, that means that you've been weak for a good portion of them. The woman who I found was confident, they never had to say that because they exuded, they showed it. These would be the women, as I told you, would go into an establishment. The DJ would be all fucked up. He'd stop playing the music. And all eyes would be on that person. And she would not have to do one thing or say one thing. She wouldn't have to talk about how strong she was, how attractive she was, how fine she was. She had to do nothing because of the way she carried herself. The way she carried herself. So when we see these walking contradictions, I'm empowered. What does that mean? Uh, That means that I'm strong. Okay, what does that mean? That means that I'm fierce. Okay, what does that mean? I'm an alpha female. Okay, what does that mean? I'm a leader. Okay, what does that mean? They're just pulling these things out. The voices are being heard for the first time. I'll tell you what, we're going to do voices in the next segment. Their voices are being heard for the first time. That's right. The first time somebody's listening to them. And so they spew out their opinions, the way they believe. Nothing's wrong with that. But where it becomes a problem is when you don't also listen to other people. When I play the excerpts on this show, when I play some of the messages on this show or read some of the email. The one thing that I want to convey is that my confirmation bias is out the window. I can only go by what that person provides for me to comment on. Sometimes they're right and I agree with them 100%. Why are you contacting me? Other times, I don't know where the hell you came up with that idea. And other times, it's stupid. It depends on the situation. But one thing that you notice about the show, I don't always declare to be right. When I'm wrong, I'll admit it. When I was wrong about some of the situations I told you about, how it was my fault for some breakups in relationship, I made the mistake. I owned that mistake. It's all about being accountable and having integrity. 
You're not being better than anybody else. The only thing you're doing is getting that shit off your chest to reduce the number of stressful events in your life. You address it, you own it, you learn from it, and you move on. Carrying all that baggage in your body, it's going to weigh you down. It's going to make you weak. You're going to be fatigued. Confirmation bias. You'll find people who literally will let people on their show to prove a point, a stereotypical point. See, I told you, and then from that point forward, you can't talk. So I learned that because I went on a few lives about two or three years ago. And before I could get a word out, this lady had already muted me and said, there you go, that's a man for you, that's a man. And the only thing I said was, let me just address a couple of things. When I said that, she put me on mute and said, that's a man for you, that's a man. See, he's gonna come in here and talk all this misogynistic shit. When you're dealing with someone triggered like that, there's no reasoning because they're too emotional. When it happens with men, two men get emotional just like you do, ladies. So you're not the keepers of emotions. So that's one thing that you'll see. And that's the reason why some of you that have written in about going into some of these lives, especially on these dating sites, and these women are very dismissive, condescending. They have their cronies of men sitting there waiting in the wings those are nothing more than just guys they're trying to get an opportunity and of course there are women in those lives that are there to get the crumbs off the table from what this lady may discard some of the guys and also to find allies to go in on her now keep in mind some of these dating sites don't actually own some of the live stream services. In many cases, those are separate entities. So be mindful of that. And you know, the guys will go and give them trinkets, give them little crowns or give them a swan or some dumb shit like that. See, here's the thing. What are they doing with these things? They're getting us back to our childhood. They want as much mindless thought as possible. It's just like the casinos are designed here in Vegas. No clocks on the wall. No windows outside of the front of the place to get in with the glass doors. Oh, they want you to look in and see what's in there. And you take your ass in there and the glasses are tinted, of course. And after you take your ass in there, they want you to lose your orientation. The designs in the carpet, the lighting, the sounds. You're gonna always hear those machines make noise. That dopamine kicks in, you think you can win money. They're creating that environment. 
Well, this is what they've done with many of these live shows. With you going and buying points and all of these other and coins and things and giving gifts to these folks. They're trying to get you caught up into the event. And in some apps, if you try to click out of them, it takes you to another live person. No matter how you try to click out of them, you literally have to damn near shut down the program in order to actually go and navigate past it, get around it. Depends on how they have it structured. And I'm going to tell you something else that's a rules before we go on. Haven't you noticed with many of these dating apps, you have to pay for access to the people who liked you before you can see their photos? Haven't you noticed a lot of times you might have been contacted by those people already through messages? And they're like, oh, damn, her again. I'm just saying, it happens. So just be mindful of it. And it's mighty funny when you're ready to close your account, all of a sudden all these people like you because they go out there and they saturate those people in order to get you to um, renew or to extend. And before you know it, you have all these people that like you all of a sudden, even though you've been on that app for a month or two months and you maybe had five or six likes. Find it interesting. Now, there's one thing that a friend of mine told me that he did that worked out very well. On this dating app, he said what he did was put it that he was in another country. And what happened, he started receiving more inquiries from American women than he did being stateside. But here's the interesting thing. These American women did not want to come over to where he lived, supposedly. I think he put Thailand or somewhere down there. They wanted him to come to the States and be with them. And he said, a lot of guys are doing that. He said, oh, that's a new trend now. But the passport bros I know do this in order to start establishing themselves overseas with women. But here's the thing. It's new for some guys to go overseas and to be with women. And it's much easier now to establish things than it was when I was doing it. Because it was a whole different thing. You literally had to know the person. You had to do things like write letters. I met the people before we even started dating. I didn't use no, there was no dating service to use and no Anastasia or anything like that. You had to pretty much go for what you knew. The cool thing about it, some of the very women that I dated, their daughters, nieces, 
or contacting me now see how I'm doing. Because they were little somethings back then. And we kept in touch over the years. And now they're grown, have their own families, have kids and stuff. I remember I went to one village in the Philippines. One lady found out my last name, Adams. And before you know it, the whole damn village would call, Adam, Adam, Adam. I was like, damn. Hell, I thought I was running for president. But they were very warm and gentle and nice people. Had a lot of fun. And it felt refreshing not to be looked at as a commodity, but as a human being asking me about me, my family, my background. See, that's what's missing with a lot of American women from many perspectives of men here. It's not that these women are easier overseas. It's not that they're pushovers. None of that's true. It's because, and it cracks me up, you hear these women sometimes, or they're only with them because they're overseas and they, they don't know any better. And uh, no, no. Many of them either been over here to the States or have relatives here. And guess what? No, thank you because they have a whole different value system. One that many Americans won't understand. And the people that are telling you all this shit are people that have never been over there. That's what gets me. There was an African-American lady who was telling me, you know, I, I don't understand why black men go overseas and date other women. They, and she just went down the litany of things. And I said, wait a minute, have you ever been out of this country? No, but I, I just, no, the only thing you have is an opinion. Until you take your ass out of the country and then go over and see what's there, then you can speak on it. But this is all they get. I'll tell you something else. And they used to crack me up. A lot of Americans thought you were the shit when you went overseas. Telling people to speak English in their own country and they're looking at you like, huh, fuck you. What you gotta realize is all that hype applies here in the States. When you get your ass on a plane or a ship and you go overseas, you're on their terms. They have their own constitution. They have their own laws. They have their own culture, their own society. You've heard that term, when in Rome, do as the Romans do, you damn straight, you better do as the Romans do. And here's an argument that I always pose to women who would say something like, oh, well, they're easy and blah, blah, blah. You look at the Philippines. They have no constitution. Women are on the same level as a man. You see women in jobs over there that you would never see an American woman in here. There's a good possibility your judge in the courtroom, she's going to be a female. A police officer, more than likely might be a female. The person is going to drive the jeepney, more than likely going to be a female. Not a man. They've already had female presidents in the Philippines. How many have we had here in the United States? 
So when you talk about easy, hell, Pakistan had a female leader. Uh, Butrus Butrus Ghali. Kind of liked her name. I thought she was cute too. The UK, you had Margaret Thatcher. And you had one, two other female prime ministers. New Zealand, female prime minister. Young, too. Matter of fact, she just stepped down and had a baby. Angela Merkel in Germany. Very effective chancellor for Germany. Ireland. So what's wrong with us? Not to mention many other nations. What's wrong with us? We're still stuck on tradition. Tradition! <laughs> Mel Brooks. Um, all right, folks. The other thing. admiration this is another reason why a lot of times they want to be out there so they'll be admired men will be at their feet women will be at their beck and call I could help you promote your life because I got 3,000 men following me I will share 500 of them with you if you bow down to me that's pretty much what they're saying. So these women are trying to build franchises off of other people's situation. Now, I don't have a problem with that at all. But here's where I have a problem with. When it gets to a point where they start demeaning people who are supporting them by following them. That's where they're making their mistake. See, I treat my subscribers just like I treat myself. And I love me. And I respect each and every one of you that listen to the show. Because there's other things you could be doing with your lives. And you chose to take out that time to listen. And that I appreciate. I don't marginalize that at all. It's only fair, right? You support me, I'm definitely going to support you. But see, a lot of folks do this for vanity. And one thing I would tell you about media in general, that's not the way to go. The people that last in this industry are people that are very tempered. There was a young lady years ago that was at KBCR television. And she was working as a student at that time while I was there as a development associate. Um, she was helping us with the pledge drives. And she was a very good producer. And we helped her get a demo reel together. 
Years later, she went on to different television stations and built up her reputation. And now she's in Los Angeles as a major anchor. And guess what she didn't have? She didn't have that vanity. And she's a very attractive woman. She did not have that attitude. Very pleasant person. And that's what made her successful. She had a passion for what she did. And she did it very well. And after she left us, we watched her career just go. She was willing to go into places to work based on that passion. Her name is Amy Johnson, KCAL 2 News. She does a very good job. Proud of her. I think she has an Emmy. I know Mar, um, Mara Shivakampo has several. She used to be at uh, KNBC. I believe, no, NBC. I forgot, WNBC, I believe. New York. So, these folks had a drive for what they did. It wasn't about their vanity and their ego. You look at Oprah. No vanity or ego there. The woman was driven. See, when you have a drive to do something, you're going to be successful at it regardless. Because you're going to work on it and hone that to the best of your ability. Because you know who's going to be the hardest person to satisfy? Yourself. You. You're going to be your biggest critic. And also your biggest fan. When I produce this show, there are certain segments that I go and get it done. And I say, you know what? That's not going out. Mm-mm. Listening audience deserves better than that. That's the respect I have for you. And if I don't deem it respectable, why should I see deem it respectable for you? Now, I know I put in some inserts in there with sexual sounds and that kind of thing, but it's all in fun. And Josie, by the way, I know the farting baby is hilarious. Um, let's go on. Social climbing. Some people will specifically go live. I'm talking about mainly dating sites now, but it can also apply to other platforms. In order to find someone that could give them that next step, that next level of success. Again, nothing's wrong with that, except as long as you're transparent about it, you'll get more help. If you're covert about it, it is not going to work. People like other people being honest with them, telling them the truth, disclosing things so that they could go out and... uh, assess whether or not they can help them in whatever endeavor it is. You know, like uh, I asked you to 
Tell a friend to subscribe to the show, that kind of thing. Share the link. You can go to anchor.fm backslash romantic truth. Share the link with anyone you want to on any platform. And guess what? You've done it. I've seen the results. India used to be 2% of our listening audience. They're now 4% of the listening audience on Spotify. And I appreciate that, and I hope it grows. Botswana, still at 19%. The U.S., of course, still at 63%. With Las Vegas leading the pack on Spotify. Yay, Las Vegas! But we really got to do something about those damn Raiders, because I'm not quite... um, I'm just saying, we we need a young quarterback. What I'm saying, we. I'm not a Raiders fan. Y'all need a young quarterback. I'm a Steelers fan. (laughs) I'll put it to you that way. But what I'm getting at with this social climbing thing, the more deliberate you are and the more honest you are, the more people will be able to help you. Now, I know in certain circles, like in L.A., you got to kind of play that game. But here's the thing with something like that. If you're connected to the right people and they know what you need and it feels like you have integrity and they can trust you, oh, they'll open the door for you. And they'll let you close it on yourself if you're not careful. All right. And let's see where we are on time. Okay, we're doing pretty good. We're 23 minutes in. All right. The other thing we got to look at. Fostering of desires. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. Now, what this is, it's when that person wants to be so tempting. In other words, they're marketing themselves like a product to you. Some of you guys go on these dating apps and you'll go to the woman's live or and you'll see she's being very sensual, like putting on a lipstick, sucking on a banana, something like that in order to try to entice you. And man, you're raring to go. I mean, you're sitting there rubbing your hands together and you're on that keyboard doing the dance, trying to get a date with her. What she's hoping to do is to attract as much attention as she possibly can so she'll have a better choice in the men that she would choose in one context. This only applies to women that kind of have that low self-esteem a bit. That woman that still looks upon those men who are following her, you know, DMs in her inbox, she sees them as fans and she's trying to drive them or channel them into another venue such as her OnlyFans page or somewhere else that she needs for them to go. It all depends. I'm not trying to drive you nowhere. Anchor.fm backslash romantic truth. Facebook.com backslash romantic truth. That's it. Now, I know the younger demographic, 
you want Snapchat. I have a personal Snapchat account, but I don't really use it that much. I personally don't like the app myself. I don't know why. I just don't like the whole graphical user interface. I don't like nothing about it. Same thing with TikTok. TikTok needs to come out with a dark mode, just like Snapchat does, just like many of these apps need to do. They'll get more users that way, believe it or not. Less life intensity. Now, with this fostering of desires, they sometimes get the people that they don't want to attract. And that can be problematic for them. The guy with the sweaty sock that is telling her to take off her bra and she wouldn't take it off. She'll probably block it. But what I'm trying to get through all of this, folks, is one thing. It's all a game, the attention game. And what it pertains to is a deficit that a person has in respect to being noticed or recognized. Now, other people use the platform, like myself, to spread information and to learn things. There are others that use it specifically for purposes of becoming famous, becoming rich. There are different agendas and different motivations. But you got to go with what the primary motivation is. That's what you have to look at first. So, and what made me do this topic was that um, a gentleman had written in He had been dating this woman for seven weeks and she springs on him that she has an OnlyFans page and she wanted to know if he had a problem with that. Well, she's totally nude on the OnlyFans page. She's doing all kinds of sexual and uh, salacious things on it. And now he's having problems with it because this was sprung on him later on. And he wanted to know what would be the best course of action to handle it because he doesn't feel as though he can compete. And she has been trying to convince him that you're the one. He doesn't think so because his insecurity, of course, is rising to the surface as it should. And now she's ridiculing him for having human feelings. And it's a valid concern. She's doing it for the money, but see, he's looking at it from the perspective of being that customer. They can't get the girl. And she's telling him, you got the girl. But he's not confident that he has her. That caused a problem. Well, the problem was, she didn't tell him in the beginning. We're going to talk more in just a moment. Now, there's one thing that uh, has to be addressed here as well that I almost forgot. Now, there's some people out there that literally use their platform in order to 
create false empathy. Let me give you an example. There was a lady that was on TikTok claiming that she had stage four cancer and a whole bunch of other things go wrong with her. And of course, I think she raised something to the neighborhood of $60,000. People felt sorry for her, that kind of thing. Until there were two people in her comment section that said, wait a minute, I have that condition. And there's no way in the hell that room will be set up that way at home. And the reason being, some of the treatments that this person had, along with the other person that was in the comment section, they said they don't administer those treatments at home. You have to go to the hospital for that. And this woman was claiming she was at home. Yet, she was doing all these other things like a normal person would. And so, it got around to some of the people who knew this lady and worked with her, because she had a regular job, just like anyone else. They did a little bit more investigation, found out there was nothing wrong with this woman. She was out there trying to get the empathy and the money. You'll run across people that are gonna constantly push that false alarm button because they want the attention. They want the focus. There are some people that you'll probably be in relationships with and you have a dispute with them and they want to call 911. I'm not talking about anything physical. I'm not talking about breaking anything. I'm just talking about talking to the person. Because you will find some people in life They want to start things, but they don't want any kind of responsibility or accountability associated with it. You know, fellas, like you get into a dispute with your girlfriend or wife about something. They say, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. After she said what she wanted to say, she's walking away and doesn't want to hear it. Ladies, let me tell you something. This is the reason why a lot of men don't want to get into relationships. See, as men, we have to explain our position. At work, we got to give specific details as to what happened. We can't just throw up and say, "Mm -mm, I don't want to hear it, I don't want to hear it after we say our piece. It would be nice if we could do that. But culturally, society won't give us that pass. That's the level of irresponsibility that men do not like about you. Many of you ladies. And the woman that can champion through that without doing that, she's a more viable candidate for a relationship. She has a better chance of being with him. And the reason for that is because But one thing, she's responsible and he respects responsibility. That's one thing you'll learn, ladies, about men. We respect responsibility, integrity, and someone we can trust, someone who's accountable. 
These things we love about women, but it's hard to find in them. We get demands from you. If this doesn't apply to you, you don't have anything to worry about. Your hair is not bristling on your neck because it doesn't pertain to you. But those of you who do, ladies, that's the problem right there. If we don't feel comfortable enough to trust you, you're not going to be our wives. You're not going to be our girlfriends. As I told you before, you'll be a side piece or a piece of ass. That's it. Because we would never hold you with a high value. I know you equate a high value man with six figures. We equate a high value woman with the characteristics I mentioned. Doesn't cost a thing, does it? You know that song, Love Doesn't Cost a Thing? This is something you really need to think about. You're asking for money. We're asking for character. Ooh, shit. I bet you all weren't expecting that one. You thought it was just shape and body. And I'm not saying that to be flamboyant or to kind of act like I know everything. Because I don't. But I will tell you this much. I do know what men look for in women. Because I'm a man and I know what to look for. And so do my other colleagues who are men in the same fraternity of male, dumb, malehood or whatever the fuck you would call it. I'm not talking misogyny. I'm talking common decency. That's what we look for. You know, the one thing that I'll give social media credit for and online dating credit for, it gives people a chance to actually have a relief of some sort. They can go and emote in public as they will. And as well, you've seen with TikTok alone, Some of these people just have a meltdown over different things to get empathy. They bring their problems to social media and cry out about how their husband's going out with another woman. How their husband's cheated on them. Guys go in there complaining about how the wife has taken the kids and he doesn't have any money to live off of. Commiseration trying to find other people that feel the same way. The one thing about social media also is it requires, I wouldn't say requires, but it provides a haven for victimhood. I have seen more victims on TikTok than I've ever seen in my life. some of them are doing it for content others are doing it because they need help social media and a dating site is not your therapy 
If anything, you're going to have a whole bunch of people slowing down to watch the, t- the train wreck. That's it. And see, people don't realize when you go on social media for the most part, you got to have tough skin. That's one of the reasons why I'm so glad I had exposure to broadcasting. Because you deal with people that wait on the phone to talk shit about you. And they're waiting 15, 20 minutes. And just think today now, you make a comment, boom, they're right there. You can't wear your feelings on your sleeves with social media or even online dating. That person's a total stranger to you and they do not warrant any of your emotions or affection until you meet them. You will run yourself crazy if you had to emotionally respond to everybody that triggered you. You'd be going in circles, shooting yourself in a circular firing squad. Now, one thing that you're going to have to also understand, too, many of these people want direction. They want someone with all the answers. There's no resource on the face of this earth or in the universe that has that. There are different ways of doing things, true enough. But you're trying to find the right way, the only way. But see, we created a lot of fictional expectations. Perfections in others. Perfections in God. Perfections in mankind, the earth, and everything else. Oh, we want divinity throughout it all. want something to help us cope through some of the things that we don't understand and that change and that we really don't have any control over that change. Even though we are trying our best in order to prevent climate change and trying to roll it back, this place we live in is going to do whatever the hell it wants, whether we like to or not. We don't have any choice. Yes, we can reduce our part of it, but if it's going to change, oh, it's going to change. Just like people do in relationships sometimes. And what do you have to do when they make that change? See if you could adjust to it. See what your place is going to be after that change and to see whether you can coexist. What we worry about is the autonomous change where that person changes and doesn't give a damn what the partner thinks about them. Mighty funny the earth is doing that with global warming. It's not consulting us about, (laughs) oh, uh, humans, sea life, birds. If 
I raise the temperature a little bit, would you guys get upset? I'm not getting that courtesy. And guess what? You don't get it from people either. Sometimes. When they make changes. Usually when a partner is undergoing a change and does not tell you, they're more than likely getting ready to leave you. Because they feel as though you're not important enough to know anymore. I'm going to make this change. And that's it. Unless it's a change for improvement that will benefit the two of you. If it's only meant to benefit that individual and they're only going to reap the benefits from their change, goodbye. I remember a guy who dated this lady when they first started dating. She was very conservative. She wore these skirts and I used to love the way she dressed because she was very, very sensual to be a younger woman because she would dress like an older woman. And she had this uh, skirt that she would wear. It was a burgundy skirt that would come all the way down to her caps. And they had a split in the back. And she had the shape to fit it out. And she dressed like she was in the 1940s, but it really looked good on her. And he was really loving it. Well, that went by the wayside. And she started wearing these real short dresses. I mean, that barely covered a crotch. And high heel shoes. And he was complaining about how she didn't tell him about that, but that was her new look. And he was like, oh, it's just a trend. She'll get through it. Then it got to the point where she was no longer contacting him, calling him. No longer at home when she when he would drop by to see her. Half the time, her friends wouldn't say where she was. And what he didn't realize was that that change she was making was for someone else and not him. And she went on and moved on, got with another guy. And he was caught totally off guard. You have some people who will do that. You never know. So you're taking a risk when you're getting into a relationship in general. And let's just make that abundantly clear. Instead of sitting here trying to sugarcoat it, trying to make it seem as if that's not the case. It is. It's definitely the case. But I just wanted you to consider this because you will find people seeking attention for reasons that you may think are ridiculous or you may think you don't need to do that or it may be absurd. It all depends on where the deficiency is in the person, where they coming up short. That means that you may have, and it's what leads into something else, that person may seek that attention and then be needy on the back end of it. So, you're with this individual and they want to eat up all your time. They want you to call them every 15, 20 minutes. 
They're mad at you because you didn't text them after they texted you within five minutes. And I will tell you something else too that's problematic that some of you folks have not experienced probably. Some of you have, I'm sure. Have you ever been with someone that was under peer pressure by someone else to see what the status of your relationship was? Let me give you an example. I dated a lady one time and she had a daughter that was all into our relationship. Daughter was 20, I think. All into it. And she would text me. I text her back. And there was one time I couldn't text her because I was in a meeting. Because her daughter put pressure on her about, well, what is he doing today? He's probably cheating on you, that kind of thing. It sparked her to jump into action and then rail on me after I got out of the meeting. Well, I wasn't going to have that. And I know it shocked her. I said, since I make you that uncomfortable where you have to call and cuss me out and everything because I didn't text you right back, let's end this now. You're just going to throw, yes, I am. I'm throwing the whole thing in the trash. You mean, I didn't mean that much to you? You're talking to me as if I don't mean that much to you. So why don't we go and effectively terminate this relationship since we don't mean that much to each other? that's the way you feel no to me personally that was the way her daughter felt because the way I looked at it her mom couldn't think for herself why should I bother sometimes you'll run into that situation too attention is a tough thing and it can also be a pleasant thing It depends on how it's implemented, how it's used, how it's handled, and what it's used for. All right, so we stopped at fostering desires. Now, here's the thing. What that comes down to basically is uh, creating an image for yourself that is to be admired. Now, here's the thing, folks. All these things I mentioned are not necessarily detriments. They're things to notice when you start getting involved with someone in a relationship and you start to see that some of these characteristics are coming out in their personality. And... This is so that you'll be kind of aware of what to expect, what kind of things you'll be dealing with. So it will give you an idea to better adapt and to see whether or not you are willing or ready to get into a relationship with that person as part of the criteria to do so. Now, there's another thing, enhanced exposure. Now, what this has to do with is an individual that, take for instance, become very popular. In other words, they weren't popular in high school, but now they've got the popularity. They got the fame going a bit. 
buzzes out. Maybe they are the hottest thing in Houston. And the only thing they had to do was look good. And this is the Kardashian effect. What is that basically? A woman that just looked very attractive all of a sudden became famous and had a reality show. And a lot of women want that magic touch. They want to be able to do the same thing. Because let's face it, she's not singing like Beyonce. She's not going out there dancing. She's just being Kim. And a lot of women are saying, well, damn. And I know you had the sex tape and all that stuff, but I'm talking about, and I don't marginalize that because that of course got her into the big splash of uh, that whole situation as far as the fame, the notoriety. But here's the thing. Afterwards, she literally had to do nothing. She just became popular. And there was a lot of women envious of her. I would hear women talk about her as if she was the lowest thing on this earth. And I'm like, why would you? Wouldn't make any sense. I mean, this is something that fell into her lap and she went with it and became successful. And a lot of people want to replicate that. I get it. But some of the harsh and brutal things were like, whoa. And that's what anyone, they don't deserve all that. I mean, yeah, you got some scums out there. But then again, you have some people out there that really did nothing. They just went on it for themselves. I don't understand the whole logic, but that's a little bit more competitive among women, I guess. I'll take the gender ignorance pill for 20 Alex. All right. But this enhanced exposure I'm talking about that some may receive can go to their head. Fellas, you get with the woman and all of a sudden she becomes famous or popular. You got to take a back seat now. Ladies, same thing. That guy you helped as a rapper when he didn't have anything, didn't, couldn't make it to the studio and you were giving up half your paycheck to pay for studio time for him and all of a sudden he's got a hit. And now he's popping bottles with other women and not you. You feel some kind of way, wouldn't you? This is something that you might need to just keep in check. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something on that grand scale. It could be something as small as uh, they get 100,000 followers. You know, I was in one uh, chat room the other night on TikTok. And I was listening to these people talk about, yeah, you know, well, I got to have a million followers. And the one lady had like 26 million followers. And she was like, well, this is how I did it, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's fine. But she was pushing a product, something that people wanted. 
just like my product is information other people's information about dating and relationships other people's products are different but this woman was selling makeup and tangible products so naturally she was going to do very well it all depends on where you think you fit in the best with your expertise and your background that's where you got to go that's what you got to do with it but sometimes people get a little ahead of themselves they start to get the notoriety there's one lady that I told you about she's a CNA but she's trying to present herself as a doctor she got called out on that and she rolled it back because she needed a job Don't get too full of yourself. Like I tell you on this show, I'm not a psychiatrist, I'm not a psychologist, I'm not a family counselor, I'm not a social worker. But I am a human being that's dealt with a lot of people on the dating scene for 30 plus years. And what do I tell you to do? If you run into difficult situations that you can no longer manage, you need to go to a counselor. Fuck a dating coach, fuck a life coach. Go to a licensed counselor. They could help you. someone who's been properly trained because see what happens with these i call them uh remedial franchises they will go and try to simplify things so that they could have a quick training course where they can make a lot of money in a short period of time that's with anything you know when real estate was a real popular thing back in the 80s they had these schools and they would try to get you your real estate license in like no time flat. And they'd have you memorize the answers and they have like five tests that they want you to memorize the answers and all this. And you paid so much money for the school and they allowed you to go so many times. They made their money off of your going to the school. They didn't give a damn less whether or not you passed the exam. That was the key. And they had other franchises where they would do that. Because it's all about the money. So you got to watch. Now, we talked about enhanced exposure and how to manage that beast. Self-esteem is what it comes down to folks this is going to be the main thing that a lot of them are going for the self esteem boost to make themselves feel better about themselves in the company of others i look at the show like I turned on a television set or the radio and we're a whole room full of people and I'm sitting right with you eating popcorn and listening to the show. I'm right beside you. That's where I view it. Because we all can learn something from it. 
the things I share with you like what I share with you today. I learned that from experience. I just want to share it with you. And I said, okay, how can I explain this and put it into a context where it could apply to a person's life? And I made my bullet points and I went on and did it right here on my whiteboard. Now, if I just wrote by the way I felt, oh, we would have been rambling on and on and... mm. But see, the one thing I want you to take away from this is this. If you do encounter someone that's playing the attention game, in other words, they're still trying to get that attention, and even if they already have your attention and you're in a relationship with them and they're still striving for that attention, there may be some deeper issues that you'll need to look at. Now, I understand when they're going into acting or something like that, and as far as a career, they want to get that exposure. I can understand that. That's legitimate because that's part of their job. But I'm not talking about necessarily that as much as them trying to do that at every turn. Trying to get that affirmation and that recognition. Some of you guys have written in about women that you've started dating and they haven't toned it down as far as their dress, the way they dress. Like the one woman I talked about when I talked about inappropriate behavior, the one of the other podcasts, the one that had the wrap dress with only the high heels Earrings, watch, purse, and that silk dress with only that bow uh, tied in front with the slit up the uh, left leg. It would have been nice if um, she could tone it down a bit. We could have gotten into more places more establishments. But she was a distraction. But there was something that was incomplete in her life. You have some women that want all the attention of every man, single, married, or indifferent. Because they're that attention starved. A lot of times they didn't get it from past relationships. They didn't get it when they were growing up. It doesn't go away. See, problems, here's the thing that we like to do a lot of times is to dismiss problems based on time. Time is not a healer. Time is just time. We're the one that add all this other shit on it. We have manufactured more shit as humans. Jesus loves you and so do I. Where is that in the Bible? Nowhere. We come up with these things 
and we try to make them solidified in granite. Time is just a continuum that was going to perpetually go forward. Doesn't give a damn about your heartache, your breakups. Doesn't care about any of that. It all depends on how you manage and handle those emotions. That's the reason why you can't put a timestamp on if you break up with someone. Because one person's recovery period could be that day. Another person's recovery period could be a year from now, three years from now. It depends on how much damage was done. And that damage is perceived by the person who got injured emotionally. The impact of it. It affects us in different ways. But usually, what do we want to do? We want everybody to see everything our way. They don't have to. This is the reason why most of you are single. Because you're so centric in your thinking. And it's got to be my way or the highway. No, it doesn't. You can take the damn highway. That my way only pertains to you and your world. In order to coexist with someone else's world, you got to make compromises. And to some people, the compromise of letting go of a bad relationship that has impacted them is too much because they've been so accustomed to having that grudge, trying to get even. It has grown into a part of them. And they become the ugly people. Not physically ugly, emotionally ugly. I was out with a lady years ago. Very attractive lady. Until she started talking about her ex-husband. I saw an element of her that contradicted every beautiful thing about her face. And I said to myself, there's no way in the hell I'm going to be with this woman. Mm -mm. That anger was just below the surface of her skin. That's all we talked about that whole night. How did the conversation start? Oh, so why don't you tell me about yourself? First thing she said was, I'm a survivor. When she said that, she went into that whole spiel about her husband. And it didn't stop. She even ordered water in between with lemon. And I asked that question of myself, why the fuck did I ask that question? Stepped on the landmine and didn't know it. And that's one of the trickiest things when you're dealing with someone new that you're dating. You don't know if they have triggers and you don't know what those triggers are. 
And it's a very tricky situation to get involved in. Because you may tap something that may just set them off and you didn't even know it, didn't even intend for it to happen. And sometimes they don't empathize with you. They'll tell you, you should have known. Well, you should have asked because they don't want to be wrong. My way or the highway. Again, my way or the highway. Well, folks, it's been a pleasure sharing this time with you. I appreciate your listenership. <laughs> you can always share the podcast with friends, families, neighbor, co-workers, whomever. I would greatly appreciate it. The show would appreciate it as well. I want you to take care. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer. Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned, or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes, in the event for professional assistance. Please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.